0: Testing, testing, hot out, brown cow. One, two, three, four.
1: Are you ready?
2: I'm all ready.
0: You on here? Come on, let's go inside and get started. It's
1: dusty out in that hall. Hey, get a load of fights over there. what I like about you just once. dusty out in that hall.
3: What's
0: my temperature, Norton? What's <laughs>
1: Oh, come on, let's get moving.
0: Is not
3: there any lot here?
0: Yeah,
3: about 300 pounds.
1: <laughs> A 20% percentage.
3: And now, who is our next guest, please? Herb, here's our next
2: guest.
1: <laughs> Ed Norton. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha. Watch this. <laughs> The Honeymooners Podcast, the only podcast that is all about the greatest show of all time, with the stars Joe Conti and
2: Louis Fats. If they ever institute a nut of the month club, I've got a very good idea who's going to be January and February.
1: <laughs> Welcome, fellow raccoons and members of the Women's Auxiliary. Welcome. Who am I kidding? This is a monumental episode of the Honeymooners Podcast. We, here in studio today, have a true legend. This man has done many things. He's an actor, thespian, Harley rider. He's also a musician. We thought he owned horses, but he doesn't. He can quarry (laughs) apple. He scales fish. He can open up cans and, and remove corns from your feet. Not only can he do all of that, He's one of the nicest people we've ever met, and he just happens to be the son of Art Carney. Let's welcome the great Brian Carney.
3: Yeah. Welcome, Brian. Thank you very
0: much. Ah. I love it here.
1: It's just great. Uh, Brian already said he wants to move into the, the studio here.
0: Oh, he does? Yeah, yeah. So, He's so gonna, the modern conveniences. Yeah, the <laughs> modern
1: conveniences, yeah. But there's no refrigerator. That's the only difference.
0: <laughs> and I can also crack all three knuckles <laughs> on each finger yeah. of my hands. Yeah, you can see that. See, so I knew there was more that. talent than yeah, just
1: being a great actor.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the things you find out. <laughs> 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 all right. Before
1: we even get started, because what we're doing is, this is episode 93. 93, right. And this is going to be our interview with the great Brian Carden. Right. And then we're going to do another episode with him just doing the just show doing our us. show we're
3: going to do the same thing as our show we're going to go into the intro and absolutely the bit. absolutely but now what we're going to do is before we get
1: started we have to talk about our one and only sponsor oh god and that sponsor is silkcityhotsauce.com all right he's a man who is uh we call him a raccoon because his dad was one of the original ralph members oh yeah and he actually had in his dad's Apartment or his garage. Garage, he had it, yeah. He had one of the honeymooners' sets from the 60s sitting in the garage. The kitchen set. The kitchen set. And his mother was like, Get that thing out of the garage. And he was like, But
2: this is
3: from the honeymooners' set.
1: (laughs) And this guy made uh, a product called All These Hot Sauces, and it's called silkcityhotsauce.com. So what happens is when you go to Silk City Hot Sauce, You go in there and you get yourself some great hot sauce. I like something called Mango Madness, which has a little sweetness to it. Lou likes. I like Aztec Attack. I like Badass Jew. There's there's a there's a hot sauce called Badass Badass Jew. Jew. Brian, (laughs) (laughs) he's a little twisted. This man, he's he's a little twisted. (laughs) Um, But we 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 tell people you got to get it. And if you're like being a little healthy, how can this harm you? It's homemade, pal. You know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> is there one called "Sitting on a Road Flare"? <laughs> <laughs> you know that'd be next.
1: Time. That would be fantastic, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, and Jeff uh, Jeff Kingfish Levinsky, <laughs> who owns it, he listens to this, so he might end they up may, making one yeah. for. Uh, he said he wants to make a uh, a honeymooners based themed uh, yeah themed, the, the, themed uh, thing. So um, you have to go and get it. And what happens is when you go to purchase it, you put RX in the coupon code, and you get twenty percent no fifteen percent. What is it? Is it a 15? 15? 15% percentage, percentage. <laughs> off of your order, and you get a free <laughs> bottle of... Uh, comp, uh, uh, uh. Cherry Sriracha. What the hell? I'm what sorry. I couldn't think of the word.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's that? from the raccoons,
1: the president, <laughs> oh. Cliff Hall, when he couldn't think, think of, of something. Word. So we do this gag with the thing where we go, well, you get a free bottle of uh, oh, uh, uh, um, Cherry, cherry Sriracha. Sriracha. Sorry, sir. I couldn't think, think of the word. <laughs> word. We're just complete idiots. So make sure when you go in there, you put All right. in the coupon code and get yourself 15% percentage, <laughs> percentage. off of your order. And... Uh, and listen, we're going to actually get Brian uh, Brian Carney some hot sauce. I'm going to talk to Jeff oh, okay. Kingfish, and I'll get Brian's address, and he'll send him some. Right. Because so, he's special. Yes. Yeah. We have to pay for it, but he's special. Yes, he Again, he'll that. get free hot
0: sauce. It's great. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much.
1: <laughs> so, um, first of all, thank you so much for coming all the way yes. from Connecticut, Connecticut, Connecticut to come down here.
0: No, I'm in North Salem, New York. Oh, it's oh. not – you're on the border of Connecticut then. Yeah. You must be close. Oh. I'm right near uh, – I'm just south of Brewster, New York. Uh, Oh, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Not too far from Danbury, Connecticut. Oh, okay. Very
1: cool, very cool. Connecticut, the the New York State guy. Yeah. Um, But thank you for coming down here and doing this for us. This is
0: so much fun. I listened, and I just... Just laughed at you guys laughing I mean, well, most of the time. That's yeah. why we actually
3: do the <laughs> no, really, we yes. do the podcast, to make ourselves laugh. Yeah, and, and if and anybody wants happens-
1: to, everybody wants to join in. Okay, yeah, and there fine. happens to be some other people that enjoy it too. Is, yeah, which is weird. <laughs> but no, it's but, so like, like,
0: infectious. You're <laughs> laughing, uh, and it's genuine. It, it's yeah,
3: we don't. Yeah. We here. You see us now? Where do we laugh the same stuff every week with the cherry sriracha? We laugh every week. Like you're like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell is that? We <laughs> makes us laugh all right, Joe, all right cool up. all right
1: yes i'm just making sure i was double checking the the cameras and all oh, that okay. and making sure it was working so it is that's my only little trepidation because this is the first time first we're time using in. Right. the cameras and all that um so it's coming uh, to you all live not on, <laughs> not on film <laughs> <laughs> um so go ahead, Lou. I know you have a couple of really awesome questions. Yeah, for we him. want to
3: uh, start off, by We just want you to uh, tell us a little bit about um, your you know growing up. Like, where did you grow up with town and um, you know your childhood? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I grew up in uh, Yonkers, New York.
3: Oh, by Yonkers and, Raceway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Yonkers Raceway uh, in, in an area called Crestwood. Okay. And we lived on Westchester Avenue there. And um, I lived there from the time I was born until I was 13. Oh, okay. And then we moved to another area of Yonkers, which uh, had a Bronxville post office. All right. But mm-hmm. it was technically in Yonkers. All right. And uh, I went to school eight there in eighth grade.
3: My PS31 Erster Bay? <laughs> Erster Bay. <laughs> The best part about
1: all this is we're going to be making honeymoon <laughs> I mean, references I mean, the whole time. And Brian, <laughs> the fact that his father is our carny is probably only going to get like 10%, 10% of them.
2: Because
1: <laughs> he's not a complete
3: obsessive ass like us
1: who know every episode and every line like most of the
3: idiots it's and it's lunatics it's, 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 it's that it's, it's, are listening, listening to So Now, your dad grew up in uh, Mount Vernon? Yeah, he grew up in, Ma- in Mount, Mount Vernon. Mount
0: Vernon. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, Which is yeah, basically right to... next to Yonkers, right? Mount Vernon yeah. is right next to it. Right next door. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I went to school late, 8th grade. ninth grade, I went to Walt Whitman in Yonkers. And then 10th grade, I went away to school in Tarrytown. Oh, okay. I uh, went to a private school. I wanted to get out, get out of the house <laughs> and uh, be on my own <laughs> a little bit. So I was a boarder in Tarrytown wow, wow. for three years. And uh, that's pretty much where I've lived. And then I, as I got a little older, I lived in Fleetwood. Got an apartment there. Is that up in New York State too? Fleetwood is part of Mount Vernon. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And then uh, I got married, lived in Pleasantville, New York. And then I got divorced and I live in North Salem. Oh. So I've been in North Salem now for 23 years. Now
1: you're not remarried? No. No. Brian Carney is on the market, ladies. We have some women that listen to the show, by the way. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. there's a couple of those right. kooks. Yeah, real who women, are, huh? Yeah, real women. Real yeah, women. <laughs> exactly. Real women. This isn't a Star Trek convention, <laughs> all right? <laughs> there might be a couple of chicks, <laughs> you know, enjoying this show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not one of them is my
1: wife, though, either. My wife does not <laughs> listen. listen. <laughs> oh, too much.
3: Now, you have two siblings, right?
0: Uh, yes. I had a uh, younger brother, Paul. Uh, he passed away, and my older sister passed away also. Oh, so, okay. you're, you're,
1: so you're you're the only one left. left. Okay. Yeah. Um, yep. So you're the you're the middle child. Yeah. Did yeah. you have any of those that middle child? Did you have any of that middle child syndrome where you look for the little extra attention and all that? Because I'm guessing since you did get into acting like your father, you might have a little bit of that in you.
0: I had a little bit of that in me. Yeah. See. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But uh, I was treated as an equal pretty much. Oh. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were, they were good, good parents. Very, very good parents.
3: Good, good. That's yep. good. Now your your father's extended. He, he had a uh, we had five brothers or he six. Had five brothers. Five brothers. Yeah, he okay. was the youngest, he, and he was the youngest of five. Yeah. Now the family were they was your father like everybody else, or was everybody else so different? Your uncles and um...
0: they were uh, all very different. Oh, uh, see, the oldest, yeah. the oldest brother was a uh, director jack and uh then there was phil who was a cruise director who was one of the nicest probably my favorite of all the uncles wow, okay uh fred was also involved in the uh uh the uh, emmys he oh, had okay. something did- some like behind the, the, scene behind type, the yeah, scenes yeah. and uh then my father was the uh Full blown nut. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. He so you was, had
1: one as a one uncle was a director and the other one was a cruise director. And one was
0: a dentist. Oh, yeah. there you go. Ned, he was a, he was a dentist. So. uh... Yeah, it was a pretty mixed. So your father had some, there. you know, some older
1: brothers that were—I don't know how much older they were—but to to sit there and go, "I got some successful, you know, siblings," yeah, yeah. so yeah. that kind of definitely probably helped his drive, where he was mm-hmm. like, "I, I got to do
3: something with my life." And yeah. you know, he did okay. Your yeah. father. Yep. <laughs> so are any any of them like uh, like humorous, like your father, or, or like, uh, or maybe like creative on the creative side.
0: Phil, the uh, cruise director, he was probably he would be, the, okay. the most creative. Uh, and there was also I don't want to forget Bob too, my uncle Bob. Uh, he was a uh, he was actually the manager of Wingfoot for a while. Wingfoot golf
3: Course. golf course. Okay. Yep.
0: I, Silver Oaks. <laughs>
3: that <also>, <laughs> <laughs> Wingfoot. Okay. So I didn't know that. Yeah. I never heard. Where
1: is that, uh, is that up? Is that up in New York State somewhere? It's in New Rochelle. In New oh. Rochelle. Okay. Oh. oh all right.
0: Geez, I, I was sure I'd get a uh, some golf reference. Silver uh, Oaks, okay, he a hello ball!
1: He did do the Silver Oaks <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, you waiting yeah. for a hello ball. We're that. a little, we're a little past the hello, hello ball. Balls. Okay, right, Brian, right. we're a little bit more couth. We have a little okay, bit more, yeah, you yeah, know.
0: Like, uh, <laughs> I know you really dissect yes, these shows. Yes, I like, <laughs> tell you. I, I Man. I feel like I don't know
2: oh, a thing <laughs> after
0: listening to you guys.
1: Yeah, well that's because you have something called a life. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 You yeah. have a life, Brian. Me, me and I Louis don't, don't, don't have, have a life. I,
3: I do this and I go to the ShopRite. <laughs> yes. That's, <laughs> that's always that the gag. Like I
1: sometimes I'll mention if I'm doing a show somewhere, not to yeah. promote, just to say, "Well, what did you what do you do over the weekend?" I did a show and Louis will always be like, "Yeah, I went to ShopRite and I had some coupons and that's the extent <laughs> <Yeah>. of Louis' <laughs> outer yeah. out of period. Yeah. Broccoli
3: Rob was on sale." this <laughs> So how to get there
0: anyway. well, one of the uh, interesting things about the house in Crestwood was uh, I was approached about five years ago uh, and they wanted to name the block where our house was Art Carney place and I said geez that would be a great idea I would be honored so they had a whole ceremony and everything and the, the one block of Westchester Avenue between Margaret and Pennsylvania is now called Art Carney Place. Oh, oh that is so nice. cool! Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. And this is
1: in what town? Is this is in, in Fleetwood?
0: No, it's in Yonkers. This is actually in oh. Yonkers. Yeah, uh, oh, you said the, the Crestwood section Pref- of the okay,
3: Crestwood. Crestwood. okay Crestwood, Crestwood section of Yonkers. That's,
2: that's awesome. That's and Card-y. the
0: mayor was there, and I got him putting the hat on and oh. <laughs> uh, the Norton hat and everything. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was that. really a, a great day. It's October second is Art Carney Day now in Yonkers. Really? Yeah, oh, man. Got a proclamation and everything.
1: Do, do they have any? T- is there going to be like a little uh, anything for that? Like on October second, will they have like a little? I don't know, like a little festival or, or anything for that. Nothing. Nothing, no. huh? Okay, we we should nothing. do something. Yeah, really.
0: I think Chow Chow's on sale. Fifty <laughs> percent off Chow Chow. Yeah. On, yeah. Chow, Chow. On <laughs> Chow
1: Chow. Yeah, dude, that would be. You know what? With all the lunatics on Facebook, you know all the pals who listen to this and the other honeymooners groups. Why couldn't we have a we get go? together? Why not? We'll little have march. a get together. A little March, through a little a little march right? yeah, a yeah, little right, March, or you know? a little get together, and everybody with... was whatever. You can have your honeymooners shirt on or whatever. Yeah. Be
3: great. We're not far from here. Yeah. We're only twelve miles from the George Washington Bridge. That's true. Here. Yeah, right from here. Twelve miles. Go walk over the bridge up to Yonkers. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> walk over the bridge. I don't know they have these motor cars uh, no, no, now no, yeah, I don't know yeah they're I vehicles have to look they, at them. I'll, yeah they I'll tend to, look to uh, into that. but <laughs> Chris
0: Christie can be in charge of the whole <laughs> yeah hey, I'll, I'll just close it down okay All right, we go All right.
1: <laughs> I always found the 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 most ironic thing about that whole thing and it's nothing to do with politics when the bridgegate thing came out yeah. the girl that they laid it all on with one of his you know the girl that was in charge her name was right. Bridget yeah, oh, well, really?
2: did anybody ever notice no, I don't that her that. name was bridget <laughs> and they
1: blamed the no, bridgegate on bridget it was just really why fun. me it's her name <laughs> <laughs> it's you should have been your a, your, your just, name should have been tunnel, tunnel. you would have been all right <laughs> How
0: about easy pass <laughs> yes easy pass exactly
3: <laughs> okay so um all right. So you grew up in Yonkers. Yes. Okay, and from your your uh, your dad being from uh, uh, Mount Vernon, right there, along with Captain Lou Albano. Oh, really? He's also from. (laughs) He's from Mount (laughs) Mount Vernon. Vernon, Yeah, he's
0: a friend of mine. Well, well, see, look at that. Yeah, at the Ralph convention, we did a scene. Uh, Lou Albano and I. Lou played uh, Ralph, and I played Norton, (laughs) and we did the scene where they're uh, drinking the wine. Oh, that's great. And uh, Joyce Randolph played Trixie. And they got a girl from one of the soap operas or something who played Alice. Do Alice? Oh, that's great. It was so long oh, ago, funny. I don't remember. But we did it at the Felt Forum. Oh, on the stage man. There. And that's great. Lou Albano, he's really an incredible person. He really was. Uh, you walk down the street in New York City, and everybody would yell out his name. I mean, everybody. everybody just decap- You sure they weren't booing him, and I mean, it just sounded like Lou? Lou? No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just, not the captain. Not the captain. He's one of the most loved personalities I've ever spent time with.
1: I I always really cool. I rem- when I watched wrestling for a little while when I was in high school I do remember watching him and he was like this giant
3: character you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you know, like, I remember him from little when he was actually wrestling. He was the Mount. He was the Mount Vernon Mauler.
1: Well, oh, that's his name.
3: Oh, wow. That's so cool. And I'm not going to go off the honeymoon thing, but he was, has an interesting background, too. He was also born in Rome. Really? But his, his parents were born here. His father was a doctor. didn't know this. He was studying in Italy, and that's where he happened to be born. Yeah. While the father was studying in Italy.
1: Huh. So he was an American. Yeah,
3: they're Italian-Americans, <laughs> but his father just went to Italy to study medicine, and he happened to be born there. So he was actually they, an Italian citizen yeah and, and came then he, back he, here. he came back here yeah, then and so he, little...
0: used to, he used to go to a restaurant in Katona, up near where I live called Peppino's, uh, and he would he was a regular in there and so we would see him in there that's cool yeah, like, I, really I, I, nice I would guy. I would
1: I would definitely oh. be okay with going to Peppino's right oh. after this Oh yeah why not yeah why not? We're, we're gonna be hungry
0: later <laughs> it's a good place <laughs> to and Lou I'm gonna interject yeah, with yeah, a go, question go. from one
1: of our listeners and it's actually pertains to what you had just said. This is our pal, Mark. Okay, Mark, Mark uh, Strouch. Yeah, Mark, he's a um, full grown out of the week. He, uh, he wanted to ask a question, and he says, um, a great question would be, what was it like growing up with your father as Norton on The Honeymoores? Not that part. But what was it like to play his character at the Ralph Convention in the 80s? Right, so that's that. what you were just saying. Wow. Like, how much fun that must have been. I'm guessing that's what he wants to know.
0: It was fun. It... Uh... I didn't feel the pressure of it until we got out on stage. You, you were
1: kind of like, "Yeah, this will yeah, be good," yeah. and then oh, all sure, of a sudden, sure, I can do this. Yeah, <laughs> you're good? an actor. Yeah. He's he's been on stage. He's a musician. He yeah. plays yeah. guitar. I got yeah. this. Yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden, he's, he's,
0: like, uh, he's <laughs> something oh, different. He was pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, I <got> it. <laughs> <Wait a minute. laughs> here I am. Uh, I my dad was it. pretty good at that thing. <laughs> I, I would, you know,
3: trying to do the signature thing and. <laughs> yeah, looking looking and like, <laughs> <laughs> pushing things off the paper <laughs> oh, that's man.
1: absolutely great oh great. so that that's actually really cool that the that's what i'm saying these guys remember yeah it was it wasn't easy
0: it. It, it really wasn't i mean i knew all the lines and everything but uh, and I, you know, I was trying to do the voice a little bit, you know. Right, like, a little bit. Yeah, little yeah. A little bit, yeah. Like, you know, a little almost punch drunk a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. When he first started doing Ed Norton, he did it really like this. He he almost did it like a punch drunk person. And then he kind of honed it. Okay. I always like, said in the early down, ones. I probably
1: took it down a little bit. Well, yeah. I always said the early ones, oh, yeah. your, your father was very... Thug like,
0: yeah, he was. It was yes. almost
1: like a thug guy, like a like a but, badass, like a yeah, badass. He sounded, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, and like you're saying with that voice, it was like a street thug. Yes, from, 1950s from New York, fifties
1: New York, Tough guy. Brooklynite. Yeah,
3: and that's what it was. Yeah, and
1: then it, and then like we always said when we watch the, I always say when you watch the lost episodes, it's like watching a prequel to something that you love to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you you get to watch the characters before they were fully developed. Yeah. And your dad's character was a little rough and tumble. Yep. Yeah. And that rough and tumble part kind of re- got replaced by being a little bit goofy. Yeah.
0: And dumb. <laughs> dumb in, yeah. in, a, in, a yeah, way, in a way. Yeah, in a way. But uh, that
1: classic sidekick who was goofy and you would think dumb, but always at the one moment would have this amazing thought. Like in all, those, in all the right. sitcoms and shows, they always have like the, the coaches from like- from Cheers and all that, where they're dopey and all that, but then at one moment they they have a little... Yeah, a moment of clarity. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: they pulled the drawers out of the dresser before they... (laughs) Yes. Yes. Is that better? One little idea. idea. you got to make a federal case (laughs) out (laughs) it.
1: Too much. Um, But were you already acting when you were were already doing the acting thing? Did you start acting in the 70s? uh,
0: Yeah, I started doing uh, TV commercials back then. So you know, when you
1: a, when you did the Ralph thing in the eighties, yeah, you just, already had some acting.
0: I had yeah, just commercial stuff. Right, but I still, had taken a commercial yeah. class, so I felt a little more comfortable in front of a camera. Really, yeah, like. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was now, a tough thing to do. I bet without yeah. holding up a product. Yeah, yeah. You know. Try Noxzema. Noxzema mask. What's yours?
3: Oh man! Oh, now, yeah. did you did you get like the acting bug from your father, or because I could see your father not being the pushy kind, like like pushing you into yeah. into the into the business? Well, well I, so when did that start with you?
0: Well, I started playing the guitar in as a senior in high school, uh, where I went to Hackley School in Carrieton, right. mm-hmm. and um, I just learned a lot of chords and stuff, and then a few few years later, I ended up playing on the college coffeehouse circuit. And I did oh, that okay. for almost 10 years. I played about 200 colleges all over the country. Wow. Uh, and I was gonna be a singer. And then as you can tell from my voice, <laughs> I developed some polyps. Oh, okay. And I had an operation, and then I developed nodes after that, and I had what's another a, what's operation.
1: What's a nodes? Um.
0: Well, polyp is a like a, I'm probably gonna get them confused. One is like a fatty growth, And then the other one is a growth, I think, that has like a liquid in it or something. Okay. okay. And they were in your throat, I guess? They form right on your vocal cords. Oh, okay. So uh, I had two operations. The first operation, I think he screwed up a little bit. He took a little too much off the vocal cord. And it gave me this breathy kind of Well, I call it raspy. I think it's more of a... Yeah, it's raspy.
1: ...which people in in the music biz is a whole other type of voice right yeah yeah it's like he's got that raspy blues type of a voice sure not
0: wake up maggie may and uh, rod stewart absolutely came out with that but um as it turned out I, i couldn't really sing too much anymore so i got into doing commercials and uh at the time, I had a full head of uh, blonde hair. Yeah. We oh, saw, we saw the lo- picture. Lo- yeah. Lovely locks, by
1: the yeah, yeah, yeah. way. I'm yeah. so jealous. Even though you, don't, you only have a little bit more hair to me or a little less, I am still jealous no, no, of how much yeah. hair you had.
0: Uh, and uh, I was very sophisticated when I had it up, when I wore it up. You, yeah, you wore it up. <laughs> Once in a while. For, you know, especially. <laughs> yes. so, but um, uh, what was I going with this?
3: Oh, the acting bug. Did you ever get the acting, started with the acting bug and you went into music? Yeah. Or I you to, you I got into music, music first and that's first. how you got into the yeah. acting and bug. Yeah, and
0: then I took a commercial class and started doing commercials. And for 10 years, I did on-camera commercials. And then a lot, a lot of people would ask me about my voice. They said, you ever think of doing voiceovers? And I wasn't really sure what a voiceover was. Right. If they had said announcing, I would have gone, oh, Yeah. So I started doing voiceovers, and I did that for 20 years, not doing any on-camera commercials. And uh, then after that, I started doing a little of both.
1: Now, the voiceover work, were they for commercials?
0: Yeah. Cool. Can yeah, you, I did a lot of
1: I, I'm curious on, like, do you remember <clears throat> one of them that you, you remember? like, oh, or, yeah. Like uh, one of the ones that you were more proud of or something where you're like, I, I can't believe I got to do the voiceover for that.
0: Well, everybody in the voiceover business always liked to get the tagline. Like I did uh, for Pearl Vision. Yeah, the okay. Yes, I eyeglass, yeah. Uh, all I did on the end of every one for about four years was Pearl Vision knows eyes and they care. That was it. That was Thank it. Thank you very there much. There you go. <laughs> My address. <laughs> mail That's money. They
1: called it mailbox money, right? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I did that one. I did uh, Gold MasterCard, the best gold card to master the moment. Here we go.
1: I, I just Did wish... I, now I want to go get a MasterCard. I got one. But I know my credit's so bad. I weigh more than my credit score, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not that huge. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, you got that. That is so awesome. Yeah, you get the these... Tag lines, the taglines they call
0: The Yeah. And you go to auditions and run into guys, and they go, you got that tagline, huh? See? Because you get paid every time it plays.
1: And you only have to do it once. once.
0: Yeah, you read... You, you do a bunch of tags. But I'm saying
1: that, that but I'm saying once they get the tagline yeah. for as long as they run those commercials it could be for different commercials still the same tagline. Exactly.
0: exactly. That's great. I did uh Pfizer life is our life's work. Hey, actually
1: that actually oh, yeah. sounds really good doing. <laughs> <it. laughs>
0: oh, we can announce we can name these products, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah.
0: So um I would be I,
1: I don't know... With the way I do my jokes, I think my taglines would be just terrible. I'd be like, Pearl Vision, get some glasses, sir, please, something. If you can't
0: see,
3: (laughs) go get some glasses.
0: And I did one for uh, Samsung in the studio. We did over 60 takes. And on each take, I would do three reads. So they'd say, okay, take one. And I'd do, feel the power, Samsung Electronics. Feel the power. Samsung Electronics. And I do three in a row. In other words,
1: enunciating on different right. parts yeah. of it. right? Yeah. Until they, got, until they Samsung, figure out yeah. which it's one like they yeah. want. Eight
0: people in the recording uh, studio. Right. And they all have a different idea how it's supposed to be read. So I did over 60 takes. That following week, I went into the same studio and auditioned for something else. And I had the same engineer. And he said, Brian, did I ever tell you what take they used? I go, no, you didn't. He goes, "Six." Six. So we did fifty-four some odd takes after, and, after, after, and they went after, to number six. They went to the, after your sixth, <laughs> sixth one. They they, they could, have right there. There, yeah. could have stopped right <laughs> there. Yeah,
1: you earned whatever <laughs> money you made that day. You know that, that right? Yeah, it was that's, a crazy
0: business, but I, I just loved it. I just you're actually great, very good. We even yeah. just doing it now,
1: like yeah. kind of just jokingly, but yeah, uh, you you really do sound like you're at the end of the commercial. Uh-huh. That that tagline, which I never knew that uh-huh. that's I know what a tagline yeah. is in comedy. I didn't realize that that's what they call. That at the end of the it's, commercial. Yeah, that's the tag. That's great. Yeah.
0: Man. Oh yeah. No, just... So,
1: did your dad? If what did your dad think of your work that you were doing? First of all, guitar playing. Did he like the fact that you were a musician? Because he was a musician. Yeah. He must have loved oh, yeah. that, right?
0: Well, he liked it that I was making my own money. Right. Yeah. You know, I was making. A, <laughs> I was playing at the colleges, making a hundred and fifty dollars a week, and I got room and board. And uh, I got a ticket where I could get all the food that I wanted from the union, the student union or right. something. Right, right. Uh, but it was 100, 100, $150 a week. Mm-hmm. And But that was fine because uh, I was working steadily, and my rent was $85 a month. So... Uh, it's all relative, you know. And
1: it's it's funny, and and maybe you might be able to understand this. Like, if I have a choice, because I'm not only do I do comedy, but I also have two partners, and we run a little comedy business. My one partner does all the the book, booking, and the other two of us we're comics, so we're like his, you know, his right hand men. And if there's a choice where I can go and do comedy for a hundred dollars, or just run a comedy show and get paid three hundred, not be on it. I'd rather do the show and make $100. Yeah. Because I'd want to perform. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. So maybe I don't know what $150 was back then, but I'm sure you were just like, hey, listen, I'm paying my rent. I'm getting free food
3: and I get to do what I love. Because I've been the janitor at 228 Chuansey I... Street. You get $150 a month and free rent. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and I was. I had get... to stick that in there. Of course you did. <laughs> I was getting to, I was able to go to college and not have to go to college. I'd hang That's out. That's true. Yeah. You, know, you were I, going to college, but you yeah. didn't have to do all the, the yeah. baloney. Yeah, the but perks would, of college I, without <laughs> studying. You know, like. I would play uh, two shows Tuesday through Thursday. Uh, no, two shows Tuesday through Friday, and then Saturday I did two or three three shows. So it was a lot of shows for 150 bucks. Yeah, no, I understand yeah. that, but you got to, but you I got loved to perform. Oh, yeah. I loved it. And, I loved it. And what we,
1: was there, like, how many of you guys, or was it just you just playing acoustic? It or was, was it a me. band?
0: No, I, it was just me. I had an electric guitar and an acoustic guitar. So I did a little folk stuff, and I did a lot of 50s and 60s rock and roll. That is and so And you said fun. you were doing the coffee yeah. shop circuit.
3: Yeah, they Based called it the coffee house circuit. You're up in uh, like New Paltz? Like, uh, uh, I played New Paltz. Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: Yeah, I played uh, <laughs> uh, SUNY and New Paltz. Yeah. I played just about all the SUNY schools. Okay. And I went out as far west as Montana. I played all over Texas and the Gulf Coast.
3: Bismarck, North Dakota?
0: Uh, I no, I didn't go there. <laughs> I had a it It's huh? another. 100 I reference. I was reference. Uh... I can't believe I'm the adult <laughs> in the, the
3: room. room today. I, I can't
0: believe
1: I'm the adult <laughs> in the of room. Of all people, of all people, this idiot, this childish person right here, I'm pointing to, is the adult yeah, here. I can't believe it.
0: I played in uh, Bemidji, Minnesota, where it was 47 below zero. Oh, oh. yeah, and all the uh, oh. all the college buildings were attached with tunnels.
1: So you can get through So, so you get get through without going be, outside.
0: Yeah, really amazing.
1: 200 colleges. And yeah. how long were you, was it, like, three or four days for each college before you went to another one, or was it like yeah, a week?
0: Yeah, it was Tuesday through Saturday. And Tuesday then Sunday and Saturday. Monday, I could I would travel to the next school, either in my car or, uh, you know, by plane. or my Then eventually, it, it got so I was doing one-nighters. I would do three-nighters and then one-nighters. And I'd open for uh, some either local uh, groups that were well known in the area. So they were kind of, you know, people listening to me going, all right, okay. We want to hear the other guys. Let's get this show going. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? yeah, that
1: happened to me when I was opening for Uncle Floyd the other day. <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay, you're adorable, but yeah. we want to see the guy who's yeah. got the hat. Got the hat.
0: <laughs> the, guy with the hat. But I opened for uh, the Fifth Dimension once. I opened, Really? Oh. oh. Fifth Dimension, uh, Ramsey Lewis Trio. Oh, I remember. I liked Ramsey Lewis. Um Vanilla fudge. Oh, yes,
1: man. yeah. Keep me hanging on. Yeah, 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 me
0: free, why don't you yeah
1: absolutely. It's
0: the loudest band I ever heard in my life. <laughs> really, the bass player would hit a note, and my shirt was going would like vibrate. This. I'd be in the audience, and it was going like this. <laughs> yeah, crazy loud. Now, what, what years were you again?
3: This year what was that the
0: year It was early, uh, uh, S- early to late '60s.
3: Early to late '60s. Okay, yeah, up until '70s. Okay. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, getting to uh, the honeymooners. Yeah, that's what the show's Isn't about. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, your dad uh, started. Oh, we were talking about this before. Your dad started with Gleason around 1950 on the Cavalcade of Stars, yeah. Gleason's uh, variety show, which right, yeah, variety right. shows were big at the time. He yeah, played, yeah. He yeah.
0: played a lot of different characters. He yeah, played Reggie Van Gleason, the third's right. father. Yeah, he played a cop. Yeah, uh, he played uh, the say the store owner for uh, the poor soul. Right, right. Uh, Clem uh, he, Finch. Clem, I was gonna say he played
3: Clem Finch, who was the other. The, the, that was the, a good the, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that Clem one. Clem Finch
0: with uh, Charlie Loudmouth Bratton.
3: Charlie Bratton was like you know, always like being disruptive. And which, they were at
0: like it
1: was either at a bar uh, or, or like a, or or a, or a, lunch a, counter. a lunch counter. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right. yeah. yeah he yeah, like
3: always yeah. ruin his lunch and eat, <laughs> yeah, he would yeah. be taking a sip <laughs> of the soup and yeah, are you?
0: And knocked the soup all over the place, and uh, and a restaurant owner for Louis the Repairman. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy the, the repairman.
3: repairman, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So,
3: so now um, when he gets this job, uh, obviously Gleason's not the one that's recruited him. He's he was brought there by his agent or somebody who. Yeah,
0: I don't know. He he did a lot of uh, theater on television. He was in the. You know, Playhouse Nine, Playhouse 90, yet, yeah, Craft Theater. Yes, yeah. he did a lot of that right. stuff, uh, and I think word got around it that he was. was good, reliable, happened. and
3: he's. Yeah. Then yeah, these things are coming out in New York at the yeah. time, right? So
2: yeah.
1: you're local, and they're here, and like we were talking about, and the, on the radio, he was known as doing. He was kind of known as an, an impressionist, impressionist. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it. Listen, one thing I know is that everybody in the business all know what everybody else is doing. So eventually, it must have got to Gleason and his producers, like, "Hey, this guy's guy. good. Th- yeah, there's a guy. Yeah, he's you a guy. Get this guy. Because he's something. like
3: so versatile; They could do any character. Yeah. So that would be it. So now you're, um, okay. We're talking now fifty five, fifty six. The mm-hmm. show, the, the actual thirty nine episodes of the honeymooners. Right. You're like tenish nine yeah. to nine to eleven. There. Um, were you ever on the set? Did your dad ever take you to the set?
0: Yeah, he did. Actually, he took me to the set um, before the original 39. Okay. Because I remember uh, him introducing me to all the June Taylor dancers. Okay. (laughs) I was probably about eight years old. And they had just finished dancing. And as they came off the stage there, uh, my father would say, this is my son, Brian. This is my son oh, and Brian. Right. And all I remember were rear ends and legs. <laughs> <laughs> you're like that high. Because all these girls... That's all like you can see.
1: You know. um, but, uh, Actually, he could see other yeah. things, but all you remember were
3: rear ends That's and legs. All remember. That's, all remember. Yeah. That's all he cared to remember. That's all remember. <laughs> now, Gleason, when you met Gleason, and you said before, you're telling us, what did he yeah, say? Yeah, I met
0: him later on okay. uh, in life. Uh, when they did that, uh, movie. so you
3: didn't meet him on the, on the set? Did you ever when he was on your? You just I don't didn't, remember. You just anyway. don't remember. Okay.
0: I, I remember when I was in high school, I met him. Okay. Uh, and uh, they were they were doing that movie where um, uh, that, when they did that movie together, and I'm drawing a blank on the name. Not Izzy and Mo. Izzy and Mo. Mo. Okay. Izzy and Mo. Uh, and I met him in the bus that they had right. there. Gleason sitting in this big chair, and I come in and. My father goes, uh, Jack, you remember my son, Brian? He goes, oh, yeah. hiya, pal. That was it? How's <laughs> school? How's school? And I oh everything's good, <laughs> Mr. Gleason. How's the college <laughs> cycle? Yeah, that, No,
3: this is before that. You want that a scotch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: you want a scotch? He called everybody that. pal. Yeah, hiya, pal.
3: Hi, pal. Everybody was pal. Yeah. It's like Ray Bruce called everybody kid. Oh, he called everybody kid. Yeah, because they, they didn't remember anybody's name, so called everybody kid. and Gleason, everybody was pal. Yeah. Tony pal. Tony Powell. Yeah, Tony pal. Tony, Tony pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got oh, yeah. a
1: question from one of our listeners. Um, this is Scott Tepperman, who actually, uh, he's actually a movie maker, and he's actually had a TV show on, um, on the Travel Channel. I forget. It's like one of those ghost hunter shows. Mm-hmm. And he was like the producer. And he's a listener of the show. And um, okay, here it is. Uh, there was a widespread knowledge that the producers of The Honeymooners were planning a spinoff sitcom for Ed Norton. How far did this concept get before the idea was axed? And what caused the sudden loss of interest? Have you heard it? Did you ever hear about
0: that? I heard about it, but I, I honestly don't know anything about it. Yeah. Because it just kind of died. It, I just, died it out. just died out. Yeah,
1: if there was somebody that could have gotten a spinoff, it it, yeah. it could have been your dad. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's just my my personal opinion. I but I like we said, it was like the the great act. I always said your dad was like watching, um, like a ballet dancer. Like mm-hmm. you, it, it was he would pir, It was almost like watching somebody pirouette and doing it in such an amazing comedic timing, and then to watch him, and then to watch Gleason react to him. Is to me what made the show tremendous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't the other way around. Even though it was Jackie Gleason, but it really was Ed Norton, and then Gleason reacting to Norton, mm-hmm. and yeah. then of course Audrey reacting to to Gleason and 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 that kind of stuff. So that's so that's where I think the whole thing really really goes with. That's that's how well, I he was I
0: feel. he was a lot easier to like. Than than Gleason. Of course. Probably in real life and on the show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was a pretty good guy. Uh, But,
0: uh, yeah, he was the lovable one. uh, uh, Innocent, kind of. And um, I think that's what made him so popular, too. Along with the fact that my father was kind of rubbery and just, he could just move. You know, he just. just Amazing. He always said to me, "If if you don't know what to do with your hands, just leave them by your side. Oh, we've
1: we've discussed this. We've said this. Well, we're watching a scene. We're dissecting it or whatever. And the thing that we've learned from doing this show, because now we watch the show differently. So what happens is when you have somebody being a monologist at the moment, like Ralph could be on a rant or whatever. We look at the other people. Yes. So what happens is we watch your father and we're like, we've said this on the air. We go, look at him. He's doing absolutely nothing, and it's brilliant. He's great yeah. in doing nothing. He's great at doing nothing because he's like he would just put his hands in his pockets, Pocket. or he would just fold. Whatever he did, it was perfect. Yeah. Like he, you he said, would
0: sometimes. Reach into that little that, their, breast their little breast pocket. Yes, where he, where he just does a little something. <laughs> yeah, but just to do something. <clears throat> Never to the point of yeah. upstaging. Her, right? No, it was yeah. tremendous. because
3: yeah. too Gleason's such an imposing figure. <clears throat> yeah. So when he's going yeah. into his rant with Alice, and they're there, oh, and, he's and pushing him aside, as he walks back aside. With that, yeah, that, 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 that. that, you know, that you know, famous backhand, backhand oh, wave easy, we call it,
0: right? I love that. It was, and he, he did was just it without, it, yeah, oh, it yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't forced. Yes, at all. it wasn't bullying or anything. No, it no, was no.
1: beautiful. It was like poetry in yeah. motion. It was yeah. ballet. It was kind of ballet. Ballet-ish. Ballet, yeah. That little backhand shove. And no but like it. I said, your your dad would even sometimes. Th- there was a the one scene where he's eating the uh, chicken, right, or the turkey, the turkey leg, all right. And then Ralph <laughs> comes in, and when he sees him, <laughs> he just does this thing where he pauses for a second, and does this weird movement like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. And it was so minute. But when you watch it, you're like, it's just brilliant. Brilliant like, how he did it. Just this weird movement. It wasn't even anything. You can't describe it. I can't describe what it he did. Acting. No, no, was it wasn't
3: No, it wasn't. It was just, it yeah. was just yeah. we've yeah. always talked about mo- this, it this natural, natural movement. Oh, it pi- so the really
1: pivoting he would do. Yeah. And we always heard that he had like a limp. When Yeah, he- his
0: one leg was a little shorter than the other.
1: Because of he, it was, didn't he get a, a, a bullet in his, did he well, get he shot? Sh- shrapnel. Shrapnel. Shrapnel in his leg. Yeah, over,
0: when he was down there uh, at D-Day, and uh, and uh, he was running across a field in France there, and uh, a, sh- a mortar went off and got him in the leg, and that was it, and he came home and was in the hospital for almost a year, almost lost his leg, and uh, finally it started healing up.
3: probably showed up the uh, bracelet. Put the bracelet, up.
0: yeah. I have uh, an ID bracelet, uh, it has my father's name on it, Arthur W. Carney. Uh, that my mother bought him uh, in the hospital, has his army serial number in the back, Love Jean, which was my mom, and uh, it's dated Christmas 1943.
1: As I heard I it mean, also says take the garbage out on Thursday underneath <laughs> it. <Yeah. laughs> Eureka, yeah, right. my garbage can is filled.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get that. But that's a that's a special piece. That's a, uh, yeah, that's it's great. You yeah, said when great.
1: you found it after your dad passed away. Yeah. And I found
0: you, it in his dresser and it was it was black because it just he hadn't worn it in so long. Yeah. Uh and I brought it to a jeweler and it came out beautiful. Yeah. It looks and great. it's got a little piece yeah. of the two of them. Yeah. On it. So there you uh, go. that's my most treasured. Piece. It's it's fantastic.
1: Um
3: is there do you go ahead? I want you to continue.
1: Okay, if you have yeah, anything so else. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
3: All right, here's the question When did you become a fan of the honeymooners?
0: Huh, I, I never, know it's gonna be a tough question. Yeah, because
3: yeah. I said this is you know, because I'm saying because when you go through this thing, you're so young when the show's on, mm-hmm. you basically probably don't realize what's going on. And then it went off, the 39 went off, and it went back onto the cavalcade of stars, wherever the show was called then, for a couple of more years. So now you're getting into teenage years and all that. So when did you actually become? Did you become like later on in life?
0: I think probably maybe later on. Later, Not not this late, of course. Right. I mean, probably when I was in my uh, high school.
3: Okay. So you... you, Yeah,
0: people talked about it a lot. Okay, because people were talking to you. And And in our neighborhood, people talked about what my father did more than say, my buddy's father, who was a dentist. Right. I would would hope so. I would hope so. Hey, how'd that
3: root canal go today? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Your dad is amazing amazing. with a scalpel. (laughs) 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 But
0: but it was was just, um, we we, we grew up, like I said, in Yonkers, and it was nothing special. I had a very normal Mm -hmm. life, other than the fact that people, you know, I got pointed out, you know, and a lot of people would say, uh, yeah, that's Art Carney's son over there. And then I'd be walking down the street, and they'd come over to me and go, yeah, uh, I'm so-and-so. I, I met you before. They didn't meet me. They were I was pointed out to them. So I don't know who these people, <laughs> people are. Just, so it's it's uh, it was kind of uncomfortable. Right. Uh, but there must have
1: been short moments of uncomfortability. It wasn't yeah.
0: like it was a, <laughs> period no, for a long, long periods like of anything. No, right, People I've, hanging out
3: in front of your house taking pictures. No, something. no. <laughs> I was
0: always very proud of oh, yeah. what my dad did. And... Uh, I always enjoyed talking about it. A lot of people go, well, you must hear this all the time. I go, yeah, and it makes me feel good. They feel good. Some that take great. it two ways. Remember, Joe, we were yes. talking about that
1: one time? We, we said that sometimes you might have people who take it the other way where it's like, oh, yeah, I know, my father. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you feel like you got to fill those shoes mm-hmm. and then there's somebody like you that just said, I love it. Yeah, I yeah. embrace it. Yeah. You were telling me on the phone, yeah. you know, because me and Brian talk. Now on you phones, talk on so the phone. Yeah. yeah, we're pals. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he says people will always come up to you and and make a reference or something, yeah. and it's it's just enjoyable to you.
0: Yeah, it is, and that's one of the reasons why I still have his Norton hat that I uh, bring to certain places, uh, and people put the hat on, and I have the Oscar mm, yeah. maybe with me, and. They just—you see their faces light up. Yeah. Uh, like it did a half
3: hour half ago when he showed it to us. It to us. By the way, <laughs> that Oscar is heavy.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> it's
1: uh, right behind you. Right behind you. <laughs> oh there. If it is. you, uh, this uh, this was the coolest thing. First of all, there it is. There people. it is. There's the there hat. it is the hat. I got to touch it,
3: and so yeah, did Lou. I'm you gonna know, you know, put it on in a little while.
0: This is the one and only hat he wore in every episode. Every episode. Wow.
3: Unbelievable.
0: Uh, he bought it. I think it was back in the 40s or even the 30s. Because he used it when he was uh, doing impressions and doing, uh, uh, I don't know, as far back as high school. I don't know when he bought it for sure. There's no label in it. It's all worn out.
1: (laughs) But now, would that have been Uh, something that your dad would have worn or he just used it for the characters that he was um, I mean no, everybody wore didn't, hats back no, then he didn't they wear just, it. yeah
0: I don't think he wore it.
1: No, right? No. It was just something that he, he used as his prop, his personal prop. And then prop he prop. took it and brought it and incorporated yeah. it into the, the Norton character. character.
0: Yeah, wow. but he would do um Jimmy Durante, uh, uh Arthur Godfrey, right. Churchill, FDR. FDR, yeah. Um uh, he did uh Oh, I don't know. Look at me, I'm as help. Oh, Listen, uh, uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny Mathis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Nat King Cole. Yeah, think, do. Okay. That's the one I'm thinking of, not Johnny Mathis. Okay, Nat, Nat King, King Cole. Cole. Yeah, his era would have been he Nat would, King Cole, yeah. He, would, he did a great Nat King Cole and a great FDR. That is, uh,
1: think about that. Who, well, now FDR, being that he was a president, I guess because none of us were around for that, so you think, well, who would do an FDR? But he,
3: he, he was a president. He would gotta remember too. So he's on he, FDR was always on the radio with his so fireside chats. So, so he's doing. Everybody knows the, what FDR sounds like. And for him like. to do that yeah. thing,
1: and they hear it instantly and yeah. know. And for him to do napkin Cole oh, like, like to me, I always said, if you're an, uh, an impressionist, if you do an impression that nobody does as a comic, you will get noticed. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, I mean, yeah. What. White guy is doing a Nat King Cole impression yeah. in the
3: forties,
0: wearing this hat, wearing
1: that <laughs> hat. Wearing that hat. <laughs> no.
3: That's what put it on. The hat. Hat the hat puts it over.
1: That's what, <laughs> and that's probably one of the reasons why your dad got noticed. Because mm-hmm. it's hard to um, not recognize true talent.
3: Right. You know what I mean? And staring <laughs> you right in the face. Now, basically, these impressions are on the radio, or he also did them live when he was.
0: Uh, I think he did them with uh, Horace. Well, he was with Horace Heights Orchestra okay uh, and they toured this is when he was 19 years old I oh, god, 19 and he was doing impressions <laughs> then yeah oh, that's
3: that's amazing
0: where's that where's that other picture of him when he was 19 oh here it is I got oh it. The I one got, that one like, yeah, um, that looks like um that one people have seen
1: on google but this is amazing because oh, yeah. if you look everybody it's hard to see but in it the whole thing is all words and it's all things taken from the honeymoon.
3: all yeah. lines in there. So it almost
1: looks yeah. like it's one of those puzzles where yeah. it, it they take all these different things. It's almost like they took the words and created the picture. Yeah. yeah. But that was your father at 19, 19 years old with an NB... Dude, think about that. You're 19 mm-hmm. years old, and there's a microphone in front of you, and it N- says NBC. NBC. Yeah. That's unbelievable. When I was 19, I was still trying to figure out how to talk to girls. That is unbelievable. This is a good shot. That's another one good of my, shot. One that of my favorite shots. is a great picture. That is, now, it, you said it was just a candid picture, maybe at Gleason's house or maybe, or at somebody's yeah, or house.
0: Backstage somewhere, yeah, somewhere. or yep. something. But and it looks not.
1: like Gleason pontificating about something okay. or making make some sort of gregarious joke and your father giving him the, yeah, probably heard this yeah, already.
3: <laughs> yeah. my, all right, my, all right, Jackie, what favorites. are we doing next? <laughs> yeah. I know I don't have any input. <laughs> that is one of my favorite pictures. Of the it two is of them just together. an absolute great oh, the, the photo. Ad,
0: the admiration in his face, yeah, and my dad's face was just all over the place.
1: Well, that's what I, we've always, always heard was that even though they weren't very close, and they might have been just two different people. Think about it, how open very and yeah. you know, like the social butterfly, you know that. Jackie Gleason was, mm-hmm. almost like, you know, with his big drinking and all that. And your dad, a really reserved kind of yeah. closed-off type of yeah, person. Yeah, he'd,
0: he'd, like he'd like a table in a restaurant in the corner facing the corner. You know? <laughs> right, exactly. And it wasn't like, he, he didn't mind people saying, I, uh, Mr. Carney, yeah. I love you or whatever, you know. wasn't that, but he just wasn't. Gleason to come in and buy everybody a drink yeah. and make a big deal, and it just wasn't my father.
1: there's you know it's nothing wrong with it you're you're a private person yeah that's all it is Mm -hmm. you know and now because of social media and everything if you're like a a celebrity and you're not doing that then it's like oh you're just a snob or this and that but at least back then you didn't have that so it was just that that's a private man right there leave him be yeah Yeah. he's a private person Mm -hmm. Gleason yeah, he would probably be like oh you're looking at me come here I'll buy you a drink
3: yeah. like you said he he would borrow money yeah, he would borrow money and then run the bar <laughs> in his early day I read it in the book and I yeah. said he have actually family, but He'd go up to like somebody like you know yeah. someone who's hanging out with tut's and low on money hey pal give me a hundred I'll pay you back guy gives him a hundred <laughs> all right everybody have a drink on me <laughs> like, okay it's not even your money <laughs> wow I didn't know and that's that it. That's yeah, it. yeah. that's it it's all a, here in this that's book that's a good one <laughs>
1: I have a I have another, another question, question from uh, yeah. from a listener. This is uh, mm-hmm. my friend Robert. Um, where were you on April eighth, nineteen seventy five, the Oscars broadcast? And if you were watching, what was your immediate reaction when they called your father's name?
0: Wow, I, I remember it very well. And
3: what 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 a kowinki He's got it. that thing well, right eight there, eight and a half pounds of it. <laughs> I just,
0: I it's just unbelievably it heavy. heavy I just pulled this out of my wallet. Well, it- <laughs> Like the gecko. Like uh, oh, right? the yeah. gecko. Picking up the tab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I, I was out in Hampton Bays, Long Island, at my friend Doug Murtha's house with, uh, with his wife and my wife. We were watching it, and he was up against some big actors. He was up against uh, Al Pacino, Jack Nicholson. Um, who else is this? Was
1: it Pacino in Godfather 2? Because it was 1974, wasn't it? The movies? Yes. From the 1974. So that's probably Godfather yeah. 2,
0: right? Was, and I think Dustin Hoffman was up for Lenny. Oh, oh Lenny, Lenny, played Bruce. Lenny, Bruce. Lenny Bruce. I think that was the same year, yeah. Oh,
3: man, what a year. Uh,
0: and wow. my father, being his age and everything, and the popularity of the Honeymooners, uh, was without a doubt the sentimental favorite. I mean, because you looked at these guys and you go, they're going to win plenty of yeah yeah
3: there's, yeah, yeah, there's a lot more yeah, chances more, uh, of them in front of yeah, yeah, like when they gave it to John Wayne that time for True Grit or something like yeah. that. I was like, really? <laughs> <And> not,
0: not, <laughs> it's no
3: different than what he'd done before a thousand times. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, it's a great performance. But, anyway. <laughs> not taking
0: anything away at all yeah. from the performance mm-hmm. in Harry and Tonto, which I thought was Oscar caliber, without a doubt. Right. Um, like I said, he was the sentimental favorite. They called his name. And I, of course, went crazy. I teared up, I got all oh. verklempt, everything. And where were you? He said uh, at Ham- his friend's house. Yeah, my friend's oh, okay. house in Hampton Bays. Uh, with, he was with his wife and I was with my wife, just the four of us sitting watching the TV. And uh, then, so I bring this around sometimes too. And people just get so much enjoyment they they it's hold amazing. the Oscar. I'd like to thank the oh, academy. They got they got the hat on, oh, uh, they're trying to take it all in and the picture. And, you know, now you hold it. Oh, yeah. I'll put the hat on you, and <laughs> it's, uh, it's 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 an experience I really enjoy. Uh, there's a place uh, up where I live in North Salem in Purdy's called the Blazer, uh, one of my favorite places. And I bring it in there every year around November 4th, which is my dad's birthday. And uh, people show up. Oh, the place it. is packed. Yeah. Yep, They want to put the hat on it's and hold the Oscar. The most iconic um, uh, and I, so prop I've been in doing, the I've been doing
3: it for 15 years. You know what's so funny? You said your father bought this hat. Yeah, It's his. It didn't no. come out of the prop department. Right. It's, his, it's hat. his hat. Like he brought it in to say, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll use well, this. Yeah. yeah. And they'd be like, well, where'd you get that?
1: Don't worry about, about it. it. Yeah. And it became <laughs> one of the most iconic things from that Thank show. Yeah. Like, out of all the props. Because we actually did an episode once last year where we said, can you name, like, the top, your top three props that you would want for the show? But we said, you can't say the hat and you can't say Ralph's bus uniform. Cause we know everybody, we knew we everybody said, would say the hat. hat. Yeah, of yeah. course. First, the first, first one for everybody. We said, no. Nope, can't, can't see, see the out. hat. And everybody would come up with like, my thing was uh, the list that Ralph wrote on the wall, his good parents and his bad parents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would love that only because I can actually take it and put it on my wall if yeah. I wanted to. <laughs> the ice so, box would be a good one. Somebody yeah, said yeah. the ice, a said a the ice box. People said the, the ice, ice box, box yeah. too. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I like got another question. Yes. This one is from brother Bibbs. Oh, this is a great question. Um, Uh, (laughs) I'm going to read exactly how he put it. Brian, sweet kid. Uh, (laughs) Your dad followed up one classic in the 50s with another uh, with his own TV special in 1959. The show was another huge hit, winning the primetime Emmy over another comedy over other comedy giants such as Danny Thomas, Jack Benny and Red Skelton. Do you remember that night in June of 1960 when he won the Emmy? Uh, did you go to any of the rehearsals or tapings? And would your dad bring home bring work home with him, the scripts or pressures or anxieties and et cetera?
0: I think he's talking about the show called VIP, <clears throat> excuse me, which stood for Very Important People. Okay. And um, he won the Emmy for that show. Uh, so that was, he won seven Emmys altogether. I think, I think five of them were due to Gleason's show as different characters and mm-hmm. also as Ed Norton. right um uh, yeah VIP was just a, a real kind of a, a, a comedy show that was written for him and uh it won that Emmy you so it's basically
3: all comedy skits I wish I, it was, yeah it was all I wish comedy. I remembered more about right. it not like a but, variety show where well, had they singers had a, and stuff like a that lot it was of a lot makeup
0: things and he right. was, played a real old man in it um but it was. I remember how popular it was, and, okay. and how how well it did, and a lot of talk about it. But uh, that yeah, must that's got to be the show he's talking about.
1: And like, I think that is. Yeah. And think about it. You obviously maybe you would know, but to me that Emmy probably felt a little better, or like meant a little bit more to him than the other mm-hmm. ones because that was just. Him. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, you said different. five had to do with Gleason and right. his projects, <clears throat> and that one being his. Yeah, and it's not like a a, a <clears throat> negative thing, but just to say this was all me. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. even though all of his other Emmys were because of what he, he did, did, but right. to just say, you know what, this one was by myself. Yeah, there must have been a little bit. You know, you know how some things feel a little bit better, mm-hmm. you know, than other things, even yeah. though they're all positive. It's yeah. that little bit of. Yeah, I can do things on my own. You know know what I mean. That probably killed Gleason. (laughs) That probably
3: got him. That was probably under his skin, and he had a lot of skin. (laughs) That's
0: something something I can't understand. That Gleason never won an Emmy or an Oscar or anything.
1: But he won a Tony. Yes, he won a Tony. Oh, he did. Yes. we didn't know that until one of uh on Twitter, one of the uh, guy who's like in the Honeymooners. In uh, I think it was the early 50s, 50s yeah. I think it was like before, right before, yeah, he, when he, was he a won a Tony, Tony for a, some, for a play some, for some Broadway some thing. Stupid, wow, Broadway. some we weir- I forgot what the name of it was, uh, but ball, it, it was very garbage. it was kind of choppy. It was like when you saw like little clips of it, it was just him uh, singing and dancing with yeah. guys behind him. And looks like he was on
0: it's a just, boat or something
3: yeah, like, some like that. Stu- some it's, it's just, stupid, some weird, typical, stupid Broadway. Wrong. Show. It's
0: just wrong, <laughs> that he didn't win any Emmys. I mean, it really yeah, is. when you think about it. Really it really is. He, he was brilliant. Yeah. Um, well, and, and then this, this picture.
1: Uh, this is tremendous. That's and a great picture. This, this, is, of course. this is
0: from my father's last Emmy. Uh, it was a TV movie called Terrible Joe Moran. And uh, James Cagney played Joe Moran, and my father played his caretaker. And he, was a, he also played an ex-fighter. So we had a talk. they so talk like the fighter talk. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, Anthony Quinn he won the Emmy Red for Quinn. that. Uh, and
1: we also took notice instantly. We were like, and in the episode on stage Age. when he comes into his little audition, audition. he's doing, doing Cagney. James Cagney. <laughs> you dirty <laughs> you're when he's doing your yeah, dirty right. rap. Yeah. And, and he ended up. Rat. And you said that they were very good friends.
0: Uh, it turned they became good friends i don't I'm not sure he even knew him before they did the movie. Before together. they did the movie together but uh, it was kind of funny because uh James Cagney talked very softly, and my father's hard of hearing, so it was tough in their <laughs> scenes together because my father couldn't hear him <laughs> and uh, they they had to have somebody come in and uh, i think uh dub some of James Cagney's lines.
1: Or they could have just changed all the lines that your dad was supposed to read and just put what for all the the lines. What? What? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? That's what I...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, for a nickel every time I've said what. (laughs) (laughs) I wear hearing aids, too. and,
1: And the thing about that is that I was watching a thing about James Cagney, and they said for that big tough guy that he was known for on screen, they said he was one of the nicest most passive people mm-hmm. and it makes sense that they were friends once they met each other cuz yeah, they were probably like, like yeah we're kind of you know what i mean you're not know, like some people yeah. you just you just instantly bond with um, cuz it's like you're not that crazy yeah. thug guy and you and Cagney was probably like you're not that moron okay, guy yeah, that yeah, was on yeah, that yeah, other yeah, show yeah. and yeah. they just
3: bonded cuz what's name said oh, also about did. Cagney was uh, john byner when um gilbert godfrey had on i love john byner oh, gilbert godfrey had a, a great uh, on his podcast, he had John Biner on, and Biner also spoke very highly of Cagney. They said he was just one of the sweetest I guys. Biner's oh, yeah. <laughs> great. Oh, yeah, he, oh, is. he is. I know fantastic. who you're talking about. I, li- I like oh, John Biner. Yeah. He was great. in uh, the Odd Couple, right? He did a- Actually, I saw it yesterday. There's on on. on he was episodes. on two episodes. He's in. Didn't the- he play like uh, the parking lot? He played attendant? the parking lot attendant, and he played the other guy. List one he played the um, uh, the president of the Fattaway Company. Fat but, the fat Awake. Remember when Felix has to, pre- you know, uh, dresses Oscar up in the fat suit and oh, that's right. the, yeah, he plays the, he plays the uh, plays the president. And John
0: and John Feedler. Oh, was, Fiedler, yes, he was a terrific actor. Yes, he, he was in The Odd Couple, uh, the Odd Couple as the, uh, the the security guard. Yeah.
3: Yes, yeah. Oh, the security the, in the, the security Technician. building. The, yeah. yeah, he had
0: all the security done, and he was also my father did a uh, Twilight Zone. Uh, called Night of the Meek. Oh,
3: Night of the Meek, the Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. He played a
0: drunken Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Yeah. And uh, John Fiedler was the manager of the department the store. department store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Along with Bert Mustin. Oh, I remember Bert Mustin. Bert Mustin, that's... a big, tall, very old-looking guy, probably at 15. Yes. Probably looked 90. 90. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you recognize him as soon as he makes a, an entrance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one.
3: Now, speaking, this is a good segue. Okay. You know, this is Fiedler, and, and we're talking about The Odd Couple. Your dad plays Felix Unger.
0: Yeah, he was the- On uh, stage. He was the original Felix Unger uh, on Broadway with Walter Matthau. Yeah.
1: I wish they would have had a recording.
0: I wish they did, too. Of yeah. that. It was, it was a great show.
1: Now, you obviously, because that was, what, mid-60s? So you were probably yeah. you know a teenager at yeah. the point. Mm-hmm. So you, now you're grasping on what's going
0: on. Yeah, yeah so you're, yeah. Yeah, uh, John Fiedler was a, a card player. Yeah. Um, boy, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forget the names of some of the other card players. I, I, I don't remember them. And the uh, they had the Pigeon Sisters. Yes, the
3: Pigeon <laughs> Sisters, Ce- <laughs> Cecily and Gwendolyn.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, it was, it was a great show. Now, did
3: was your dad approached uh, to be in the movie?
0: Uh, or no, he wasn't because he. Uh, Jack Lemon at the time was a big movie star. Right. And my father wasn't hadn't done any movies really. Oh, okay. Except when he was like 20 years old, mm-hmm. he did a movie called Pot of Gold where he played one of the Horace Height orchestra guys.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, which was Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh so they went with Jack Lemon. They went with Lemon. Ain't a bad deal. No. No, but, but it's uh, the, it would have been great if he could he could have. Now played.
3: how long was that run on on Broadway with the odd couple?
0: Uh, I think a year.
3: A year? Okay. Yeah. So you're talking about probably five, four or five nights a week, right? So uh,
0: it was uh, it was eight shows a week. Oh, God. Yeah, a... you did two on uh, Saturday and two on Wednesday. And then what? Do you and one Sunday, day off during Sunday the week. Sunday off. Oh my God! That's, that's unbelievable. That's grueling. It has. You to think be. about it. That's well, grueling. It was, and it was especially grueling. He did a, a play called. Um, he did a number of Broadway shows. Oh, now I'm going to have trouble remembering the name of that <laughs> play. Oh, God. What? 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 <laughs> it, it was a very dramatic play, and he played opposite an actress named Siobhan McKenna. The Rope Dancers, very dramatic and draining. And I went to see him in that from backstage one night, and every time he came off the stage, he was just spent. Uh, you know, it was, and that was for a long time, too. And that really affected him. Really? really affected him, yeah. Yeah, he got into depression with that and everything.
1: Because you hear about that with, like, sometimes actors, they get so engrossed in the character. And that's when they were doing, like, a movie. Can you imagine you're doing a play where you're doing the
3: same thing over and over and Literally. you have to you, yeah. you can't just you can't mail it in when you're yeah. doing a play well, it's yeah. also a play it's continuous it's not like you're making a movie where you, you yeah you're, you're see, filming a scene you cut and, and then you, you come yeah. back and you know and you do something this else is like continuous
1: it's like doing a two-hour movie yeah. every night oh.
0: and it was it was so dramatic this play it involved their children and stuff and just heart-wrenching uh and he well he was a manic depressive and uh, he would sometimes get into bed and just stay there all day. Just leave me alone. Well, yeah. They're,
1: they're with like, a lot of that with people. With, I have friends of mine that are, like, bipolar, where they'll, and, like, sometimes they're, like, they have ADHD. It's all And then they'll be, like, doing doing all this stuff, and then they just crash. Yeah. And there'll be two weeks where I don't hear from them. And then two weeks later, he's, like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But I know that that's, that's his ailment. Like, and yeah. I I... Totally understand that. So, you, 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 not that you expect it, but you're okay with it because you know that that's what they're going through. But to, to do something so dramatic for so long. That's the the drama part of it.
3: It's not like comedy where comedy is an outlet. You're laughing, it's loose. When you got to be in a drama. Yeah. And you got to sell this. this, You got to sell this. Yeah. And you're saying this is like a real. Drama and get out so, of
0: bed and dry, get in the car and drive into the city, to Yonkers, oh, and do it man, again. Do it again. You know?
1: That's amazing. Because yeah. I'll I'll be honest. There's sometimes <clears throat> when I'll do a, a show if I'm doing a, a thing where maybe I'm I'm like I'm closing out the show. So in other words, I have to do like 45 minutes or sometimes a little bit more, an hour or whatever. And and I'm doing comedy. I'm doing stand-up. You know, there'll be nights where after I'm done, I'm like, I'm drained. Yeah. And you know, it's not like I'm like I'm you know I'm moving around and all that, but it's got nothing to do with that. It's pouring all of this thing out. Like I said, I'm not being dramatic. I'm not doing. I'm, I'm but I'm out there emoting. It's exhausting. And yeah. And I, yeah. you know, and you're like, but I can't even imagine no. doing a play and a play that's completely dramatic for two hours and then having to do that yeah, now, eight times a yeah. week. Now and it, then
0: you come out the stage door and everybody's oh yeah, hey, hey. yeah. you're like you're just like please get out of here yeah.
1: <laughs> but then the moment it's done go that's away. the one thing about like doing comedy it's like afterwards people come up to you and, and they're like oh you were just so good. and it's so awesome yeah. but when that's done you're like you're left yeah. def- deflated yeah. like yeah. oh yeah I remember why I do this but now I gotta go home yeah. you know it's so and but to do that. And now just it, yeah, exhausted.
3: Now, this when he's in this drama, is he basically on stage all the time? Or are there Jeez, bri- I, I don't breaks? Really remember, because I, I can mean, imagine how that is. If you're out there for the majority of the two hours and just pouring it out and just remembering the lines. And,
1: and you're still in front and of and an, an audience. audience
3: like, you got to do this every night. We know, yeah. we don't feel the same way. Athletes don't feel the same every night. I can imagine the same yeah. thing with, with actors.
0: Yeah, I, well... Uh, just pouring he, the emotion into it. That's... I, I think he also um, used acting as an escape because when you're acting, you're not yourself. So there you're you kind go. of... All the th- problems that you have are kind of forgotten for a while. Yeah. Because yeah. you're playing... It's, somebody else. You're somebody and else. it's a lot easier to play a character mm-hmm. than it is to be on stage and playing yourself because yeah. that's too close to home, yeah. you know?
1: That's true. That is true. Well, but, that's what we no, always say when we talk about the Honeymooners. Is that when we're watching them and they have like their little flubs and this and we love them, but we're like they're doing a play. Like we don't, you know, we forget that they're doing a play live in front of. Now we we understand it's not live television; they're recording it live and then they're putting it on television. But it's like they're doing a play in front of three. I think it was like a three thousand seat theater or something, and to watch it and and when we watch the mere even though it was so so much imperfections but that's what made it so great yes yeah it's like watching carson like when i watch i never watched carson when i was a kid uh you know i was in i was an 80s kid i'm like you know going out but when i watch the old shows i'm like it is so it's not a perfect show in a sense where it's raw and it's got like all these flaws in it and it's it makes it so great, and I think that's why we always say that's what makes a honeymoon yeah. so great mm-hmm. is that it is flawed.
0: And his stuff was funniest when it didn't go over. Yeah, yeah. His re- his reactions and stuff. He yeah. Was, he was really still the best at it. Uh, I just can't of believe all it. of them.
3: And just the thing that Gleason, the non-practicing and non-rehearsing, and just going out there and just hitting yeah, the it. The day
0: before he would yeah, come out and, and rehearse with them. But yeah, that was it. Up until then, nothing. He had somebody else reading all the lines oh. and stuff. And Gleason didn't memorize it word for word. He got the general idea out there of the script. So it was hard for them to know when the... When to right, come back they're, in. Their the cue. like Yeah, right. So you're, you're <laughs> waiting for a word or a phrase and... Yeah. And Gleason, it's not It does not there. Like, yeah, it's it's doesn't not there. <laughs> and Gleason would say that adds to the spontaneity He liked He liked it. And yeah. you can't argue with it. I mean, it... You can't argue with it at all. No, yeah. spontaneous. Spon- we call it spontaneity because that's what your dad—that's what your dad said, your dad said in, in the, the show. one episode. He goes,
1: "It affects my spontaneity." So we, so we say sp- spontaneity. Spontaneity. He he said. Said your father said that,
3: <laughs> and that's the word we use for our show. Spontaneity. You know? No, I wouldn't even know how to spell that either. <laughs> <laughs> Too uh, much.
1: Yeah. What oh, what got? else you got? I know oh, you have
0: oh, a. Oh, I got He did a movie called Going in Style
1: with George Burns and that is the great nat, nat Birnbaum.
0: burnbaum <laughs> there he is. The, the great nat burnbaum right and uh george wrote on top of it don't tell don't show don't let your wife see this i love you art george <laughs> don't let your wife, <laughs> wife see it. this
1: i love you art isn't that great yeah.
0: just so that's kind of a treasured piece like right look there. at that I met it's him when george they were, burns i know i met him when they were doing this and uh Boy, that was a thrill! And and what, a half. what was
1: that? Late seventies? What was that? What uh, they were doing?
0: Yeah, it had to be. Was it a a, a TV movie? What, what? I don't. No, it was in the uh, Going in Style. It's where called, they robbed go- the bank. Oh,
3: I remember it now. I don't. I didn't see it, but I remember the movie. Oh, I remember okay. Going in Style. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was George Burns, my father, and Lee Strasberg.
3: Lee Strasberg.
0: Oh, three, the, yeah.
1: The, the, the man uh, who ta- taught taught everybody, everybody how to act. Yeah. And George. And gave an awful performance. George oh. had
0: a scene in that movie. <laughs> He had a scene in that movie where he was going through all photographs and he got very emotional and all of a sudden realized that he had wet himself because he got so emotional. But it was one of those things where, my God, nobody could have done it any better. My God. And he, and he just, the, the look in his face, the panic, and, and he got up and walked out, you know, and oh, boy. And you
1: wouldn't think, when you think of like George Burns, you don't think of like this great traumatic actor, you just think of this great, Comedy, Comedy timing. TV. Oh, he yeah. was great. He straight was great man and, and, that and all that.
0: He really was. How's the hat? Oh, his hat's yeah, great.
1: Hat. Louis the hat? wearing the hat.
3: True to hat. Right, true to hat. True to hat. And this thing is heavy. And then
1: we got- this is absolutely tremendous. This is the picture that we've all seen. And you were telling us that you, this is the one that he would sign for people.
0: Yeah, this, this was the 8x10 that when people uh, asked him for a picture... Uh, He would get autograph requests at home up in Connecticut there, and he may get five or six every day, and he'd go into the living room, uh, dining room, sit down at the dining room table, sign the pictures, put them back in the mail, and drive to the post office. The same day that he picked up the medal.
3: Really? Man. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Wow. What a blue-collar Dear guy. guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, it would be like, all right, listen, uh, you get the pen. You hold it for me. I'll write it. Don't let me touch it. You, you bring it. No, he went and did it Gleason. all. That would be Gleason. <laughs> that would be Gleason.
0: <laughs> and, and Another thing that they used to send him were golf balls.
1: Of course. Oh, of course. And, and of they would course. want
0: him to say on the golf ball, "Hello, hello ball, <laughs> hello ball," and then write his name. And he he'd always say to me, "Have you ever tried to sign a golf ball?" Oh my like, yeah. God! You... Oh, with the dimples on it, just with small, big small, everything. and with the dimples. Forget it. Like
3: a ping Forget it. Bon yeah. Ball. yeah.
0: How needed. could yeah. you? How could you sign right. that? But you can't. It came out like he was having a stroke. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, it came out like he was been drinking too yeah, much no, grape drink. juice. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a grape juice. So, but
3: let me ask something you about you just mentioned that. I want to ask you about that scene. That yeah. drinking scene. Yeah. Because me and Joe covered that in detail. And it's like we always said that it's not Cramden and Norton, it's Gleason and Carney. Yeah. It almost seemed like it, it seemed was like them it was being them. them. Them being themselves. If they were drinking, and obviously so you, they're pretending to be drinking. How do you take? What's your take on that?
0: Yeah, especially Gleason, I think. No, oh, yeah. Especially Gleason, you know, he just, you know, make way. What did yeah. he say? Clear the Clear field. Clear the field. Some yeah. men are going to do some drinking.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and like when he says, um, like I believe when he said, uh, I, I think I got hair, hair on, on my, my face. face. Like oh, to that me, was that's, oh, that's something cruel. that I believe Gleason would have said, yes, yes, sitting at Tuchors. Yes, yes. Yes. And your dad, it seemed like it was the most genuine, true laugh. Oh, yeah. Like he, he laughed at laughed. what he just said. That's what's
3: thing. because he's been there. He's been there. Yeah. <laughs> so and it was, I think we've all had a couple yeah. of uh, little moments there.
0: But the way Gleason did that, did that. it did look <sighs> like he had hair yeah. on, yeah, on his face. Like if you'd have that
3: feeling when you're really drunk, you feel like you lose feeling in your face. And that's what makes you feel like you have hair on your face. Then you know the other thing everything's no, going okay. real everything's going real fast Everything's going real fast <laughs> it's yeah, like it's got to be ad lib oh, oh that's what we, <laughs> we we
1: we kind of had that feeling we were like hey listen there's a couple of things that they they said listen you guys do this and that you yeah. got about 3 minutes things it was about a good. 3 minute scene yeah. and just be ready at two, 3 minutes and 2 seconds to be you know no, out, out cold right. and it just seemed like there was a lot of Art Carney, your dad, doing his thing, and Gleason doing their yeah. thing, just kind of rolling with it. Like Louis said, he goes, "It seemed like Gleason took the ball, and your father just rolled with him. Rolled with it. Yeah. He just followed him. just followed him, followed him, whatever he was going. Your father was right there beside him in that scene.
0: Yeah, I wonder. I wonder about that scene because uh, that, that was the scene that." Uh, uh, Captain Lou Albano and I did. Oh, you,
2: at the oh,
1: A, at, at the, A, the A, Ralph thing, which Ruffin. is one. Of, yeah, the question oh.
0: that they asked. That was the scene we did. Uh, you know, so I I really looked at that scene, and I'm wondering what was written and what was what, ad-lib. was ad libbed. Yeah, you know, like pour away mine host. Mine host okay. <laughs> I wonder if they actually wrote that. Can't I'm walk, like, on, one that. Can't walk, walk on, on one leg. Can't walk on one leg. Yeah, it's really uh, <laughs> it's right in the middle there between yeah. well, ad lib and, and written.
1: Because they were two they were two grown men, who. Like, everybody else had their share of drinks, mm-hmm. and, and th- they th- they had a mind that says, I can take that and then make it into this scene and make it brilliant and funny. And so we think that a lot of a lot it was of them just doing, just, their just, doing yeah. their yeah. just doing their thing. It's
3: just doing their thing. Just doing their thing. And there, the wa- there wasn't scenes. a
0: lot of ad-libbing in the show because the writing was so good. Yeah, right. There really wasn't. Um, I think uh, one of the things that was an ad-lib was when my father's leaving the... Magazine place, and he does the RX. The RX. Oh. I don't think that was in the script.
1: We've we're convinced. We're that convinced that no was, no We way covered that because we love that. He was leaving that. the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And the doctor, even when he said RX, and the doctor who was walking away turned around, like he was like,
3: "What?" Puts and his, his, his head down. He starts. D- he's almost starting to laugh. Almost starting, starting to laugh.
0: laugh. <laughs> and, he, and then he does a little. Yeah, that little hop and that little yeah, hop hop. skippy thing. Cause Unbelievable. Because he's, he's happy that he's okay. Yeah. Whatever. RX. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, RX. And I, I, when I have friends that text me and stuff, and so many of the texts I get from friends that are honeymooner fans uh, sign it either RX or woo woo. Every one of our texts oh, ends with RX.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> every one of it's yeah. like it's like saying affirmative. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there it is right, yeah, up right there. The, Rx. 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 That's when we say oh, goodbye yeah. to we're each we're other. Telling.
1: Like, see you later, <laughs> RX. It's. Yeah. It's, it's idiotic, but it's probably one of the most
3: brilliant lines oh. that was probably not written in that show. And then, when yeah. you go to a, if you go to a pharmacy and you see the RX sign up, it's the yeah. first <laughs> thing you think of. I, of course.
0: <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let
3: me ask you know, this true. Has anyone ever called you Mr. Norton by mistake? No. No, really. I thought there would have been somewhere nope. along the line somebody would have called you Mr. Norton.
0: No, nope. when I was in college <laughs> and I was just starting to play the guitar and I had a buddy that was playing with me and we got introduced at the... I went to school in Greencastle, Indiana to uh, DePaul University. Okay. And uh, we got hired by the Greencastle, Indiana Grain Dealers Association to perform at some banquet. This was the big time. Well, that's biggie. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> as
3: Felix Sanger would say, this is a biggie. I did a VFW last week. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know if that's as good <laughs> and, as that.
0: <laughs> and they introduced us. Yeah. And here they are. It's Steve Morris and Art Carney. Oh, no. Yeah, and it's I was introduced to like, Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I came out and I said, well, uh, I've been thinking about that, and I think I'm going to change my name to Art Connery. <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: but I would have just thought that somebody along the line would have called you Mr. Norton. No. Uh, okay. Well, so, hey, learn something new every
0: time. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember ever being called Mr. It's Norton. Norton. That's just or absolutely Brian true. Norton's. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it's weird because just from the little bit of you know the time that I've gotten to know you, and of course the first time I'm talking to you, I'm just like, okay, um, yes, Mister Carney, uh, and 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 by the end of the conversation, I'm like, all right, Brian, it was uh, good Brian. talking to you. You, Brian. Just, Brian. you just have this such inviting <laughs> type of a personality where I was just like, oh my god, he made me feel so comfortable talking to him, oh,
0: well, even good. though I was nervous. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Oh, okay, no, he was well,
3: You're all Norton. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> um, oh man. I think that's... Oh, well. Yeah. Just so
3: well, that, I uh, think that, yeah, that. Well, this then there's who? the Golden Globe.
0: The Golden Globe. That was also for Harry and Tonto. Okay. Uh, came along with the Oscar that year.
3: It's unbelievable.
0: A little Golden Globe Award. Not
3: for nothing. They could have done a little better job with that. I mean, it looks like a Little League truck. <laughs> 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 Like you just seriously look at that! It's <laughs> like at a kids' ballet. Yeah, like, like what, what is that? <laughs> I, I know, and it looks one. like
1: it was second place. They're second place. <laughs> not even the winner. It's not even the winner. <laughs> like really for for Art Carney. <laughs> they couldn't get him something and a little nicer? bit nice. Oh, I think
3: they are different now. Oh, uh, they yeah. should be. <laughs> yeah. It's like but the, somebody engraved it with like a hammer and chisel. But look at and Hollywood Farm Press. Did they? <laughs> did
1: you
0: show that one yet?
1: This oh, this is another one, where
0: yeah, this is the Emmy that he won for, uh, terrible Joe Moran with James okay. Cagney.
1: And the thing about that, again, first of all, the Oscar it's so heavy. Oscar's then we so and this when he pulled it out of the bag, it was so much bigger than what you think when you see it yes. on television. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I've like heard you really that think before. it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 that's what this is for. <laughs> It's just—it's absolutely tremendous.
0: Yeah, it needs a little work. It—it uh, it was up. Uh, he had it at their beach house, and it got a little corroded here on the top from mm-hmm. the salt air. Right. I had the uh, Oscar redone because it got all pitted and everything. And now. What do you mean? It
1: lost a little of its color? Pitted? No, like?
0: it just got pitted. It's get—you get these little salt air.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. in it. Almost like, looks, looks, looks like, like a,
0: like, almost, a like a um, rust. Yeah, like, okay. uh, like oxidizing. Like, oxidizing. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Now, with all my going around with this, it's the gold is starting to wear out on the sides of the Oscar. So I don't know what we're we'll looking It's still it. un- hey, it can just, finish that.
1: It's just amazing.
0: It feels heavier than eight and a half pounds. It's, yes, I it think does. That's heavy. what it is. Yeah. yeah. You like I said, it's eight
1: and a half pounds. That's what I think they But should. it does feel a lot heavier.
0: Yeah. Well.
3: Um, is that I think. All the pictures and just I you think. Know, I just want to cover one more thing. Go ahead. Go yeah, yeah. One absolutely. More thing before we wrap this yeah. up. Um, absolutely. The move. To, like we talked, the move to Florida. Uh huh. Um, yeah, Louis is a, a little obsessed with this. Yeah, I, I did it. something about this move to. Well, because after I read reading this book here and with Gleason. That was our pal, R- Richie DeMole sent us. Richie DeMole, Thank yeah, you, Richie. Thank you, Richie. Um, you know what the would it entail to move this whole production down to Florida because of, on just because of Gleason wanted it. Now, this and, is what, the 60s, right? Late 60s, early uh, 70s? Early, yeah, I think it's going into 70. 70s. 70s. 70, yeah, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. so anything about that? Uh, was your dad for it? Was he a little reluctant? Or well, did they had, really need him so much on the show that, uh, did, wh- you know, where the show was going?
0: Well, um, of course, they wanted him to come down there. right? Um, uh, he and my mom were divorced at that time. Uh, and I'll throw this in another fact that a lot of people don't know Uh, my parents were married for about 15 years and got divorced remarried other people my father for about 10 years my mother for about 6 and they divorced those people and remarried each other again and they were together for the last 25 years of his life. Oh, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. That, is, that really is.
1: is. It uh, was the break they both needed. Mm, they needed a little break, a break from, from each other. other. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, it, yeah. then it worked That's out perfectly. perfectly. Yeah, and, uh, and hey, you know you're were, not so bad after all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were uh, high school sweethearts. There you go. Uh, oh, okay. At A.B. Davis uh, High School in Mount Vernon. And they got back together. And it was great for all the kids and the grandkids and everything else to have them back together. Um, but, so yeah, uh, so the Florida move. But the um, Florida move uh, was easy for him because he wasn't married at the time. Oh, okay. So it's
3: just, it's just him going. Uh, on. No,
0: but, but he was married. I think he was married to uh, his second wife. Oh, okay. At that time. Okay. But she was kind of in the business also. So, um, but he went down there and uh, had a good time, from what I understand. He wasn't much of a golfer, and Gleason, of course, loved no, golf. No, he lived on the
3: golf course down there. I'm yeah.
0: sure he probably did play, but not too much. Uh, and he came back there kind of a strange man, uh, a strange, a changed person. <laughs> he came. back. Yeah,
1: early. I don't want to. You shouldn't use the word estranged. No, strange. Right? <laughs> <Extranged>? No, it's <laughs> strange. Like yeah, he came back, and his wife was like, "You're estranged." He's a little strange. That's, <laughs> That's what how my father. Says I'm strange. Yeah, yeah, he's an Italian. He is a little estranged over there. So. <laughs> but
0: he he came back up and visited uh, my mother at the time. And he pulled in the driveway in this Cadillac that was had to be 30 feet long. And he had a license plate on the front that said Art. Uh, and it was just so out of character for him. And he pulled in and I came out and I said, Dad, really? This is what you've become? <laughs> uh, I love but, that. But, uh, son breaking yeah, his father's chops. I, I got a little carried away. <laughs> there, you know, and, well, the, the stardom kind of <laughs> got to him. Because he was never like that. And um, so, but uh, he went down there and did it with uh, Sheila McRae. Sheila McCrae yeah. And Jane Keene. Jane Keene, and yeah. Trixie. Yeah. And it was like a musical all the time. Yeah. Uh, it, was it was a kind of production. The, yeah, it was. Singing, dancing. They won the flaky. The flaky, the flaky waky wakey contest. Contest. Tripped around, <laughs> around, around the world. The world. <laughs> and that was them traveling around the world singing, singing and dancing. And, dancing. and uh, it was totally different. Yeah, that's, yeah and i think you can still get that on dvd you probably could
3: yeah yeah you probably could yeah and then what about the specials after that i think they, they did those those um yeah they like did
0: like a christmas special christmas and a, special something else thank
3: whatever they did a couple yeah. of specials there wasn't much talk
0: about those no no
1: really. i think there were those like one offs and i think yeah you know yeah. what it's like it's like if you were watching like um a guy who was like a singer from when you were young and he's now you know he's playing but he's just out there just playing his old songs. Yeah. He doesn't have anything new. But you still want to go out you and want see him. him. Yeah. And people were just happy to see, because this was in the mid-70s, 70s, yeah. just happy to see Gleason and Carney yeah. working together. Yeah. And they and they incorporated
3: the singing and yeah, dancing, the dancing and stuff and like that. And the thing, that. too, is Gleason like doesn't look anything like no, you know, like cramped, like Ralph. Oh, he's tan. He's tan. He's, he's got the mustache. The mustache. Oh, the mustache. Which, he, which, which he's is... like enamored with this mustache. Yeah. You know, he comes in and combing yeah. it. Yeah. And I mean, it's yeah, it's, And it's in and color. And it's in color. It's so color it loses too. a lot. It that, does. In the color. We just like the, the black and white. Leaves it to the imagination. Yeah, absolutely. And adds to the dreariness of the apartment. Yeah. yeah. You just can't yeah. mess with that. Though. No, you can't. No, you, you can't. Know? There's and, no reason
0: to. They made a Honeymooner movie. Also,
1: yeah, which it was it it was silly because all you had to do was just make a movie like they said the movie in itself. It wasn't a terrible movie, but when you try to use an iconic show or a name and try to make something else out of it, you're just it's just going to get panned. Yeah. Like, everybody's freaked out because they're supposed to be doing some reboot of The Honeymooners, a TV show on CBS. Yeah. supposed to be, and and everybody is losing their mind. I'm like, listen, it's it's taking nothing away from the original show. It's going to fail. In fact, all it'll do, here's my prediction, it'll come out and it'll draw younger people to go, really, what's this Honeymooners thing that they're redoing? And maybe they'll go on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. And find it, and you'll have more people finding the old show yeah. and enjoying the old show. But it's not going to do anything. You're not going to – I, you know what I say? I, say like, I became a huge Beatles fan like two and a half years ago. Never cared for the band at all. They're like my favorite band. It's like saying, oh, well, hey, you guys want to get together and let's just – we'll just be the new Beatles. We'll write beatles like songs. You think we're going to be the biggest band in the world? no. no, no. It was there. It happened for a reason. The Honeymooners was a success because of the time that it was, the writing, and the people that were on the show.
0: Yeah, you can't can't replicate it. A lot of shows like that. You can't redo Cheers. No. You can't redo Taxi. No. No. uh, All in the Family. No. You know, you just the the Jeffersons. You
1: can't do it. No. You can't. There are just these characters that are too big. To try to say we're gonna, like I said, it's like saying, oh well, we'll just be the new Rolling Stones. Yeah. There are yeah. no root. It's there is the Rolling Stones and that's it. Yeah. There is all in the family and that's it. There's the honeymooners and that's it. And that's how, to me, that's how everybody just calmed down.
0: And <laughs> Gleason, Gleason was the one who said, I don't want to do any more because it's not going to be as good. That's, but that's, they ended up
1: doing some more afterwards. Isn't Yeah, that the weirdest? that's the probably in like can 56 understand. and
3: 57.
0: And they yeah, they weren't as good.
1: And yeah, they were. Yeah. They went into and
0: the, the were, lost they category. They were good productions and everything, but just yeah. it was a, it was like a totally different show. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't in comparison at all.
3: And you know what? Two added to the, the 39 was the filming with that electronic with the, cam, whatever, they and call the multiple it. multiple yeah. cameras. Yeah, kinescope. Or? Yeah, the kinescope. Kinescope. Yeah that that added to it because it was very crisp when you think you look at them now those are crisp yeah. as opposed to the lost which yeah. are like grainier than grain right that's it and the, yeah, they were made right. right here in clifton new jersey those those uh, those cameras it's that's like, right yeah right here yeah right in this town <laughs> right in this town it's
0: like they have a, a soft lens on yeah like we like had a
3: soft layer like we'd have a camera when you're shooting yeah. a picture with a soft lens it just yeah distorts a little but i think that's what right. also part of it was the the filming of that oh i do so, have one question uh, about yeah. your dad Um, We you know how like it was
1: notorious and it's a fact that Gleason was a phenomenal pool player. Right. And I used to shoot a lot of pool in my 20s, you know, good player. But, you know, um, but we noticed that when the couple of scenes that they're playing pool, your father knew how to play.
0: Yeah, we had a pool team. Okay. We know yeah. it
1: because you can just look, and I'll bet you, since you played a little bit when you were younger, you can just look at somebody the way they hold the stick and their bridge. And their bridge. You That's can tell it. if they know how to play. Not yeah. that they're a you know a, a professional, yeah. but you know when somebody who doesn't know how to play pool, they hold it weird. Yeah, they hold it weird. Your father, yeah. boom, put it on there, yeah, and yeah. he knew. And I Stroke. said, yeah. he, maybe he wasn't like as good as Gleason, but he knew how to play. And yeah,
0: actually, I... Um, I just said we had a pool table back when he was doing the honeymooners. We didn't have a pool table. Oh, so this just... was later on. But he must have played pool in Mount Vernon growing okay, up when he was young. Up, yeah, he knew he knew how to Cause play. Because he knew how to play. He knew how to play. Yeah. Yeah. How to play. Well, you we could had definitely he did, see that. He did an episode of Alice. You remember oh, the TV show? Yes. Oh, he did. Uh, yes. I yeah, I saw that. Okay, and I saw that. I have to right. Look it, it up. And uh, Mel had come up with a jingle uh, called uh, about Chili Con Carne. Right. So he had he wanted to get Art Carney into oh, to do to the jingle <laughs> cuz so of the Carney plays the piano in the in the episode and instead of paying him which would have put him in a different tax bracket or something <laughs> something like that <laughs> They said what would you like and he went I'd like a nice you know beautiful pool table so that's what he got from doing that show Oh okay and wow. they put the pool table up in the pool room at our beach house. Oh, I'm oh. thinking that he was talking about in the, the show, show. Yeah, like so you're talking about in real life right. where they no, were like life. instead of uh, getting oh. a payment, the I table. want a beautiful pool oh, table. Oh, okay. table. I want a pool table. Man, after there my you go. own there heart. You go. Yeah. yeah, I love so playing pool. Had, and it, mm. it ended up my mother used to do her crafts on it. <laughs> 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 and there'd be I little, like, spots of glue little on, level, <laughs> level, you know, and stuff, pieces of tape, and so, well.
1: Well, I think
3: uh, I got one more question. Go ahead. Yeah, I could do this all
0: day. Yeah. But have go you ever ahead.
3: I, have you ever played Swanee River on your me, you? No. Oh, okay. All right. Close it out. <laughs> you, <know,
0: laughs> you know who does, and he must be a must be a honeymooner fan is uh, Billy Joel, in uh, a couple of concerts that you can find on YouTube. Toward the end of the show, when he's before he plays piano, he, right. starts he starts starts with the Swanee River. He River. So he's doing you... that, He's without oh, a doubt, doing okay. that, without he, a doubt. He does a few things, uh, like you know, Happy Birthday to You, happy right. birthday to you and then he mm. starts starts <laughs> the song again, and then he'll go into My Country Tis right. and then he'll start the song again, and then he'll he'll go. He's without a doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. That's exactly what he's doing. And before he he. Overdoes it. Yeah. He does well, he, the... He uh... does the hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does that. And there's a couple of, uh, yeah, concerts where he did that. That and is so cool. so I would love to meet him. I'd love to meet there's
1: him. There's a question I was just about to ask you. Is there um, a musician that you got to meet that made you go, wow, I can't believe I got to meet that musician, being that you're a musician?
0: If I met Billy Joel... That would be that
1: the would guy. That would be the guy. Was there a, is Other there somebody that, close... Or that you, that you were thrilled?
0: I met, I met uh, Barry Manilow before he became famous. Oh, okay. Because we both worked at uh, CBS. He was he was buying advertising time or something. And really? I was, and I was a log clerk. And this is when he first started playing for Bette Midler down in the baths in the Manhattan.
1: What's the baths?
0: It was this place where they... Uh, it was like steam rooms and stuff, but okay. they had an entertainment area. Uh. And he would play... F- she was the uh, singer, and he would—he played the piano for her. No way! That's yeah. pretty cool. He's course. a skinny little guy working in the office, and, you know, with the greasy hair. Hey, Barry's playing down on the bass
1: tonight. Are, any of us going? And Brian's going. It ain't Billy
0: Joel, Joel so I'm not going. Not going. <laughs> no, I'm going. I'm going to go down and see Barry play. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, he turned out, he was a very nice guy and everything, right, and right. of course, he just became a, yeah. a star. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's yeah. so funny. But That is awesome. And I regret
0: that now. I would have loved to have seen him back in the middle. Um, probably somebody that I met and saw perform in a little club in New York when he first came to New York, I was sitting on the floor, and he was right where that wall is there, was James Taylor. Oh, wow. Really? And he was, you know, fire and rain and... Back in the very beginning, yeah, and that was pretty impressive. Well,
1: that was he was on Apple Records. That was who signed him first. The Beatles, uh, the Beatles, Apple Records. That's right. They signed him first. My friend has a funny uh, uh, take on the whole like, uh, he you you know how like people used to blame Yoko. For for the breakup of the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah My yeah. friend he, bl- he blames <laughs> James Taylor. He goes, I blame James Taylor because he's the one that showed John Lennon how to use heroin. <laughs> yeah. <Jesus. laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird, weird theory, but um <clears throat> well, uh this has been just absolutely awesome. Oh, been, tremendous. Oh, been, tremendous. It's, it's this has been Fun is, for me. This I've has been so day. much fun. Well, it ain't over yet. We got another show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, even though this is an episode, we're doing uh this episode. And we're also going to be doing our next podcast with Brian. He's going to sit in with us, mm-hmm. and we're going to do another episode where it's a regular show. It's not an interview with Brian. No, but one. thank you so much, Brian, up. for doing this. We really, really appreciate it.
0: Another example of how little I know about the honeycomb <laughs> <is> compared to <laughs> well, these guys. You're going to learn a lot. You're <laughs> yeah. going to learn even more in <laughs> the next half hour. Wow. I'm sure. <laughs> well, uh,
1: thank you, everybody. And don't forget, our sponsor is Silk City Hot Sauce and also. Our pal, Brother Norton, who you're friends with, um, he has uh, his Etsy store, which has some really cool honeymooner stuff, and he's almost out of it, but he wants us to let you guys know. Go to Etsy, E-T-S-Y dot com slash shop slash Honeymooners store. So that's Etsy dot com slash shop slash Honeymooners store. And check that out. He's got... Some really cool thing like Chef of the Future, which yeah. I have, which I have my wife uh, wear when she's cooking, and some really cool stuff. All Honeymooners, obviously. So go and check that stuff out and definitely give it a buy. And uh, don't forget SilkCityHotsauce.com and you go there, get yourself some great hot sauce and you put RX in the coupon code and get yourself 15% percentage off of your order. <laughs> and uh, when you put RX in the coupon code. All right, for me and Lou, we say uh, thank you to Brian and episode number 93 in the books, and uh, we'll be doing a part two where it's an actual show. And we'll see you
2: next time.
3: Brandon, I'll be seeing you.
1: I'll be seeing you. Irving, Cairn, Irving Kale and Sammy Fain, 1938.
3: No, oh no, Mr. Cramden, it's all over now. It's
1: all over now. Bassie Simon, 1927. <laughs> no, no, good night, Mr. Cramden. Good, good night, night, good night. There were two songs, good night. It was Good Night Irene, written by Lomax and Ledbetter. Good Night Sweetheart, written by Rudy Valley and Ray
0: Noble. Rx. <laughs> this has been a non productive media presentation